Better luck next time there, chicken boy. Yep, if you want to go defile the body. Whap, whap, whap. Are you sure? Okay. If you come over to my house, you can watch it. Why does that sound so creepy? <laughs> nope. Nope, that one's not fine. Nope. Just don't go Canadian, okay? Oh, dear. Not shrinkingly scary. Yep. Oh, crap. Ah, oh, shit. Oh. Got to preserve the audio. Yes. Yes. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. We are playing our homebrew Call of Cthulhu campaign created by our very own keeper. If you are enjoying what we do here and would like to support the show, there are two ways you can do that. First, you can go to patreon.com slash under the library. Second, you can go to Drive Through RPG and purchase The Snake's Oil. That is our Call of Cthulhu module, which is set in our season one time period here in the sandbox. And one more thing before we get going. I can't believe that it has taken me so long to mention this, but if you are a tabletop RPG player or GM, you definitely want to check out our other podcast. We just finished recording episode six. It is called Up Your RPG. And our mission on that show is to help you up your role-playing game. Each episode, we pick a new topic and discuss ways in which folks can improve the narrative nature of their own games. Again, that's Up Your RPG, and it is available wherever you get your podcasts. With that out of the way, let's get to a show. My name's Arthur. I am playing Franny. Once again, we have a full cast tonight. We have Rick as Bello, Wayne as Rutherford, Emily as Joe, Chris as Boone, and Scott as Culligan. Of course, our keeper is that guy over there. His name's Michael. Michael, the show's all yours. Hey, thanks. Uh, up your... Our, oh. <laughs> Man, you, are, you nailed it right off the bat. Take two. I got a take two. You can get a take two. Take sure. two. Michael, so- the show's all yours. Yeah, Under the Library is set in the Call of Cthulhu RPG universe. Uh, We feature mature themes played by immature people. Uh, The content warning might include bad southern accents, uh, bodily gore, harm, and uh, several uh, curse words. Oh, boy. Boy, that sounds terrible. (laughs) <laughs> curse words. There's lots of curse what, words. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> when we were recording up your RPG, so he was already many, saying he was going to have a hard time. So many things. So many things. That could be a good content warning. I could just list everything that's wrong with me. All right. On that note, I will throw it over to Emily, who will do last week's recap. Well, and, and as just a side for, note, yeah. Rick will be playing Sam Wagoneer. Oh, right. I have that wrong in my <laughs> show notes. Yeah. Unless you're bringing them back. We're bringing them back? Nope. Bella's coming back? Nope. Uh, nope. Yeah, but you've got to play both of them at the same time. That's fine. Well, well I like mean, they pretty much have the same voice, it. so it, it, that's, that should be oh, easy. fuck you. <laughs> just, just fuck you. That's the... <laughs> so, See, that was a much better sorry. content warning. Thank anyway. you. Thank you. Sorry, Emily. As you may remember, at the end of our session two weeks ago, Rutherford had just crawled into Richard's bedroom and shot the man who was caught under the corpse on the floor. So now there were 
two dead intruders in the bedroom. Hmm. And Rutherford is able to stand. He looks out the window, but the bright, not brightness from outside, but bright images within his head cause his one eye to constrict and he starts having visions. Visions of people in lab coats with clipboards and uh, a woman giving birth. He turns on a light, he sees Bellow's body and the gore, the room is just, it's a scene of, it's, it was a massacre. Rutherford turns Bellow over looking for pocket chicken. As you do, there's a gurgle, his mouth opens and his lips part and a large bug pushes out of his mouth crawls out and skitters away. Scott, this visual is for you. At least four <laughs> inches long and two inches wide. Rutherford shoots at the bug, misses, and hits Bellow in the sternum. He does, however, notice that one of the men on the floor, one of the dead men, is the man with the scarred face. He wants to take a picture. So, side note, Rutherford has a hole in his shirt at the sternum and blood running down his front, but he feels like his chest is intact, strangely. But let's go for a minute over to the rest of the party arriving at the doctor's house. And Dr. Gardner immediately invites them in, even though it's the middle of the night, and asks, was it the chicken man? We deflect. Boone takes the car around the back and the assistant, Ellen, goes to quiet the dogs. Dr. Gardner also says, you're very lucky to Franny, luckier than the chicken man. It missed your vital organs. Uh, the doctor slides a metal rod into the wound and says, it's clean now, but she won't tell Franny what the instrument is. Puts Franny to sleep. Uh, and while Boone's in the back, Gardner questions the kids forcefully about what happened, how this happened, the chicken man and the situation. And they protest they don't know anything and go to find Boone. Back to Rutherford, he finds that little spy camera and takes a picture of the scarred man. When he looks at the bodies, he finds that each has a four digit tattoo on their abdomen. He covers the body with a blanket. Sorry, Richard's body. He covers Richard's body with a blanket and has a final moment with his old friend. Yeah, just the body because there's no head. Precisely. Yeah. Realizes his friend's probably headed to a doctor, so he grabs the keys to their car. As he goes outside, a man on a bike throws today's paper. <laughs> there's a headline about the explosion at the lab. 14 dead, including four firefighters and three scientists. There is also... Way to go, Joe. Suspected arson and sabotage and three suspects, and they have descriptions. The second headline is a spy out cold. Somebody caught a spy last night. Killed a spy last night. All right, so Rutherford heads for the car. He has a key for the car and another for uh, the glove compartment. Back at the doctor's, um, there's a pounding on the front door. And the man at the door is Sam Wagoneer. 
there's an emergency. His son is all torn up with sadness. <laughs> Sam immediately asks after the chicken man who told his son Amos that they would have no more income and he could not have a bike for Christmas. <sighs> and the doctor leaves him for a moment sitting quite on edge, armed. He doesn't sit for long. He bursts into the back room and demands to know who he sees in front of him, Boone, Joe, Cully. And he's very aggressive, surprisingly aggressive, especially with Franny laying injured on the table. And uh, Franny tries to speak to him. He shushes her, focuses on Joe, who slipped and mentioned Bellow's name. But luckily Sam gets himself under control and apologizes to both women. The doctor becomes assertive at this moment because she realizes that he lied his way in. His son is only torn up emotionally and there is no medical issue here. And he shuts, she shuts Sam down. Boone walks him outside, winks at the kids and says, he'll tell them, he'll tell them all about Bello. As he walks out, a newspaper hits him in the chest. And there we finished. All right. Particularly good recap, if I do say so myself. Yeah, it was good. It was nice. There was a lot that happened last week. I know. Yeah. Um, so are, we're going to start with Bellow 2.0. Uh, Boone, you had the newspaper land in your chest, right? Yep. Is that okay? I mean, Sam, Bellow, it's kind of interchangeable. I kind of agree with Art there. <laughs> well, I suppose so. We, we haven't had a chance to really meet. Yeah, so, yeah. we never know. That might, the accent might be completely different. Yeah, we have no idea what his accent might might or might not end up being. But that's the third <laughs> accent so far tonight in the last <laughs> three in the last thirty seconds. It's, it's a while to lock it in, you know. Mm-hmm. For our listeners, if you hear something somewhat southern in any way whatsoever, you can just assume that's our new character, Sam Wagoneer. Or it could southern be Franny. And, you know, <laughs> I'm certainly not going to brag about my southern accent either, so. Franny's pretty consistent, though. Really? That's yeah, I weird. think so. Okay. Yeah. Probably because it's the only one that I know. <laughs> uh all right, so uh, if we yeah. if we start with Boone, who just had a newspaper to the chest, and you know the contents of that paper, but we read them last week. Yeah. Uh, uh, you want to open with that scene, or does anybody yeah. have anything they just really... There we go. Go for it, Boone. Take it away. Yeah, so uh, uh, you said your name's Sam now? Yeah, that's Sam. Well, I know a, a thing or two about this uh, chicken man you're looking for. Yeah, what's 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 what what you know? Well, I I really only known him for two days, but uh, in that time I've gleaned that uh, he's a pretty strange fella. Uh, you know, he went around dressed in a chicken suit. Uh, everywhere he went, he seemed to cause a stampede. Uh, you talk to the MPs, that stampede over at uh, the uh, facility. Uh, also, he uh, he took a shit in the th- in the theater, and uh, caused a stampede in the theater. <laughs> can I? As can I roll? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. That's true. 
But, I think uh, it's a deception check. Is that but more? More to the point. <coughs> more to the point. Uh, him and a, and a friend of ours uh, named Rutherford are still over at the house where the uh, this massacre took place. Uh, I was going to head back and uh, see whether they're okay. Uh, I'd love to. Uh, my car is a, a piece of crap. Uh, you got a good car. You're armed. You're interested in finding this uh, chicken man. His name's Bello, yep. by the way. Bello, uh, would mm-hmm. you like to accompany me back? See what uh, see what all looks like over there. If you know where he is, then I'll find. Then I'll be happy to take you if you uh, point me in that direction. All righty, it's just back of this, that way. Of this theater defiling child i know that dream was... ruining stampede and yeah I, I don't know which is worse uh, making cool a kid again. cry about uh, never getting a bicycle or taking a sh- dump in the theater kind of you put them on scales i don't know they kind of balance out well i can tell you one thing with my my son that's a uh, that scale he's far heavier than any shit in the theater okay well uh yeah but it's just uh that away Okay, so, so we, we hop can hop in. Do we hop in, and we'll 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 take a. Now, uh, take, uh, now when uh, you get close, yep. Uh, don't pull into the driveway. Just uh, drive by, and I'll take a look. Because if there's still a car there, uh, that means that it's just trust me. I'll let you know whether it's safe to go in. So that that seems. Hold on. <clears throat> Man, that, uh, so that a lot seems, of uh, just to quickly fill you in, there was uh, there was some sort of trouble that involved gunfire and strange government agents. I tell you, it's the whole thing is just a a stew of danger and and strangeness. Well, I noticed. Well, anyway, uh, those government agents uh, pulled into the driveway. I'm just trying uh-huh. to clarify what's going on here. Yeah, please continue because it is a little mystifying. There was a gunfire, Mm -hmm. whatnot. Mm -hmm. Point I'm trying to make is if their car is still there, chances are they're dead and it's safe to go in. Okay. Rutherford, did you go directly to the doctor's office? No, I I haven't gotten left with the car yet. Um, Oh, okay. I was looking in the glove box, and that's where we didn't. Oh, we didn't know it was in there. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. I'll, uh, uh, I guess we'll we'll be we'll, we'll drive up. I don't know time and was if it would be pre or post the uh, Rutherford uh, uh, car meandering. That would be a question for the keeper. I know. I'm just yep. sort of. Mm-hmm. We, pulled y'all... In, we just had that interaction. Yeah. Pulling away. Yeah. Y'all are, y'all are good. Y'all might cross Rutherford. Maybe we should go to you. And uh, what car, what car is he going to be driving by the way? He, he took the keys that. Um... The government car. Yeah. Is it possible we drive up and we see somebody's arched arched body and booty sticking in this vehicle let me rutherford what's your let's do rutherford and let's see what rutherford's plan is because there might be y'all might cross each other kind of on the street so to speak okay 
Um, right. So, so our, uh, I was going to say the do- doodle bug, they're driving the doodle bug. No, it's uh, Sam's car or truck or whatever. Oh, okay. So yeah, Rutherford wouldn't know that if, if he saw that. Okay. All right. Just wanted to get that in my head before that may or may not happen. <laughs> All right. R- Rutherford was uh, in the car and last he took the key, the extra small key that he had separated and then uh, tried it within the glove box and, and in fact opened the glove box and, and that's where we uh, ended there with what is in the glove box a pair of gloves perhaps <laughs> all right and you open the glove box uh and inside is a small wooden box it's about eight inches long four inches wide and uh three or four inches tall so bigger than a cigar box all right yes yeah about that yeah uh, getting pretty close to that but it's wood Mm-hmm. Um, it's not slatted wood. It's very uh, finely crafted, but it's you can immediately tell just by looking at it that it's very old. It's been dinged and dented quite a bit. All right, Rutherford uh, t- takes it from the glove box and looks at it carefully, but puts it on the passenger seat. Okay. That, and, that, and, and at this point, that's a, a secondary thing. The first thing is to start up this fine machine because we talked about the w- wonderful engine almost worthy of an airplane and yes. he he fire fires it up because he realizes he's, he needs to get the he's going to get the car away from here um deep action. in thought rutherford uh rutherford <laughs> rutherford then then stops and actually has a thought just like i did now and goes huh this could be important um, it might take a little while, and but it's the nighttime, and hopefully he has time to do it. It's not night; it's dawn. I mean, it's, it's dawn. pushing dawn at this point. Are there any? Are there other people? What's the neighbor situation? Are they close by? Is it obvious? Is this like an Richard's obvious- house was pretty secluded. It was up, kind of on a uh, plateau, a little bit outside of town by a few miles and so it it's elevated right remember you could see yeah. the remember. government facility on fire and everything he has no real neighbors um rutherford is having uh, thoughts suddenly of the bodies of these agents if they need to be disposed of what if those bodies were found in this house um it could be it could be terrible and he suddenly has a thought he may have to take these bodies somewhere um, Rutherford's pretty strong guy. He's in pretty rough shape, though, right now. What would be the? Why do you say the... Rutherford's in pretty rough shape? Well, good point. He's got <laughs> yeah. he's got the one eye, and he's feeling much better. You're right. He's actually you would. Hmm. Rutherford's wearing some sort of covering over his eye. Correct. Uh, yeah, he had, had been treated hmm. earlier. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Do you feel like you have a bug inside of you? Huh. <laughs> that cured your wounds? Well, that's an interesting thing. Does how does his eye feel? Is it because his eye was incredibly painful? So I was going to say, is his eye still in? Because that was one of the main things. 
the incredible pain of his of his eye was very distracting. Yeah, no, uh, your eye doesn't hurt at all right now. Okay, so he has a little moment suddenly, and all this hubbub of going, of noticing, you know, that his chest was as wounded as he thought it would be. Um, all that the distractions, of course, of upstairs of of putting a cover over uh, Richard's body and then and then coming down and discovering this car. And he was in his egghead fashion, super crazy, excited at the engine and everything. And now this box, and this is where he's coming back to things. And suddenly it settles in and rubs the side of his face and where his eye was hurt and realizes, wait, he actually feels himself rubbing the side of his face and he's not distracted by the, the pain. And he pulls off the simple the simple uh, patch that was done with gauze and tape that's over his eye. And then he pulls it off and he tries to, tries to open his eye. Yeah. And it, uh, it's a little stuck together. You know how, when you have like a lot mm -hmm. of crusties in the eyelashes, um, but you're able to kind of blink it open and um, it's a little disoriented from having been in the dark, so to speak so long, but uh you're you're able to make out stuff with it and it seems to be functioning properly wow sounds like my eyes after i just woke up after my two-hour nap a couple of minutes ago okay <laughs> <laughs> so so rutherford um is gathering his senses and and this doesn't doesn't make sense that his eye is feeling this good but also if he's if his body's feeling good enough and he's certainly a strong fellow he has a 75 strength He's going to go into the house and grab the bodies of these agents. Okay. And carry them down, downstairs uh, and put them into the car, into the trunk of this car. Okay. This is the key to open the trunk and hasn't opened the trunk of the car. Is there anything curious in the trunk of the car besides a spare tire and maybe other things or... Uh, or is it full of bodies already? Uh, when you open the trunk, there's... Make a luck roll on that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a... There's a couple of pistols, uh, a couple of boxes of ammo and that uh, seem to be backups to the guns that were on the bodies. Wow. Okay. And then uh, some handcuffs, just odd uh, kind of odds and ends that would be used for uh, restraint and possibly nothing for like an assault. Like, mm -hmm. right, there's no kind of uh, large firearms or anything like that, but mm -hmm. certainly things that could be used for restraint and or defense. Okay, and he t takes he takes all that out and, and brings that to, into the ca the cab of the car because he had a bag that he had already thrown two of the other guns into. So he throws that into basically, I guess, a, a little bit of a satchel or something that Richard had around. Yep, yep. Throws that into a little satchel and uh, quickly goes upstairs and through the the house of Gore and <laughs> grabs the. The, the first body on the floor, which was the second person shot in his orientation and carries him down the stairs and doesn't have to do it gingerly. He can let him, you know, he can, he can pull him, pull it behind him like a plastic kayak and let him thump down the floor a little Are bit. Are you stepping over Bella's body? And that's the thing. So yeah, he, he, he 
he's respectful as he goes over Bellow's body, but then uh, and then he just kind of drags the the dead body by an arm or something down the stairs. You know, he do, you, have do you shoot Bellow's body again just to be sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, only if there's more bugs coming out. No more bugs right now. Okay, because he does take a look. So I, one of those things where he goes past Bellow's body. And you kind of do a thing where you press against the wall and look down and go, like, you know, when you're avoiding the cat vomit on the floor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of like that, you know, make a little circle around it, looking for it's, bugs. And, you just call my character cat vomit? He did. He did. He did indeed. Oh, Bellow. It's a compliment. Oh, Bellow. Yeah. It's kind of, I think that's a compliment. It all happened because of a giant <laughs> hairball. I don't know. Oh, okay. And so... He takes the, the body down and, and puts it into the, the trunk of the car and then uh, goes up and then there's the, the scarred man, the fellow with the scarred face and gets that body. And I'm guessing that guy might be bigger. I'm not sure. And pulls him down the stairs gingerly around the cat vomit and down the stairs. Okay. Talking about as, there. Yeah. Uh, so Boone and Sam, as y'all are driving by, uh, you're doing your kind of pass by Sam. You're driving Boone. You see Rutherford pulling the body out the front of the house. Okay, I can absolutely tell it's Rutherford, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be difficult to do. What okay. the hell's going on here? Is he got a body? Is that a body? I what told is going you. On here? I told you there was all sorts of gunfire, but that that fellow there is a. Uh, one of my acquaintances. So I think we're good to pull in to the driveway. Well, so we'll, we'll, I'll pull into the driveway and we'll get out of the car. And then uh, I, I'm, I got my, my 12 hey, gauge and I, and I got that. I got Mr. that raised at this point. Cause I'm saying, sir, you, you get over there. I, I need to, I need to figure out what's going on here. This is, this is just way too unusual. Sure, Sam. I, I, I mean, as you see Rutherford's covered in blood. Right. He's uh, basically his shirt from midway down. You didn't change, right, Rutherford? No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So say. the front of his shirt is just covered in blood and he's carrying a body out of the house, certainly. Mr. Rutherford, it's me. And, I th- and he looks up and uh, I was going to say, because Rutherford at this point is uh, is single minded in, in the tasks happening and cascading upon him at the moment, one upon the other. And he's carrying this body down here and he looks at Boone and it just, you know, he just goes in. It just makes sense. And he looks at Mr. Boone and he says, Boone, come here quickly and look at this. And he holds the body and the way he's holding the body, he displays the face towards towards Boone. And he says, look at this face. It's what I was. It's the fellow I was talking about with the the scarred face. Yeah, I I got the kids out of the house and. uh... Uh, Franny's in kind of bad shape. We come back to uh, see if you were okay and see if Bello was okay. And I said, "Oh, I said, well, um, let, let me put this body in the trunk. I, I'll." We, you, I said, "If you want, well, hold on there now. You, you're not putting no bodies in no trunk until I get a goddamn explanation as to why there's two gentlemen, apparently with children, now uh, uh, p- pilfering bodies." Uh, out of a house uh, into oh. the government. I told you it was a massacre. What do you expect to see? So R- Rutherford, Rutherford would uh, not. Uh, he would look at 
and, and if he doesn't look like an agent or in any of the others, he would just continue carrying the body to the trunk. It's he's here. Let a, me let me help you with that, mode. Rutherford. What the yeah. hell? What you? This is this is so unusual. And then in doing so, he would then talk to Mr. Boone, and he would say, and he says, and uh, Mr. Poulet is upstairs. Unfortunately, he has met his demise. Uh, he has uh, he has suffered two grievous grievous wounds. Uh, or more, and uh, he, he is upstairs by not too far from R where R Richard's body is, which I, I, I covered. I covered for for the sake of decency. Uh, Mister Wagoneer, he's talking about that chicken man. He's up there. Yep. If you want to go defile the body, he says he's dead. So <laughs> have at it. Oh God. Well, I got my I got my twelve gauge out. I say you two. You two finish putting whatever you're doing there, but yeah, I, I'm not going in there alone. Uh, I don't. I, I need to figure out what's been going on here. I have no idea. You're saying this is some sort of massacre uh, from from the government, uh, sending spies or some some sort of agents out here. W what would they be doing that that, that you're, you they're opposed to what you're doing? I think then, Mr. Rutherford's in a better position to explain that. And I, I, so I, once the body's in, and I, uh, I close the trunk and, and lock it. Uh, turn to I said, and and and, and Mr. Baboon, who who is your your new acquaintance here? Uh, well, this is uh, Mr. Wagoneer. And I said, do you? Do you <laughs> How do you, you spell that? <laughs> I I think uh, phonetically it would be W H A G G O N A R E E. Wagoneer. Wagoneer. <laughs> well, in that case. <laughs> and I said, Mr. Wagoneer, uh, are you a friend of uh, the, uh, the Bello Poulet and, and his incredible pocket chicken? A friend? Sir, sir, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm what you would refer to as the exact goddamn opposite. Uh, that gentleman, uh, if you, and I'm being very generous with that term. Uh, I, this is definitely not a Texan accent. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure are. you're doing Bellow. I'm pretty sure I'm doing Bellow. Hold on now. Uh, let me get down there. Would you like me to help you out? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, Get yeah. me back into it. Get me back into it. You, you've almost <laughs> screwed up my own native Texan accent in this process. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I'm Mr. Bad, Sam Wagoneer. All right. And I want you to just talk like me. We're just going to ease into this accent here. And it's you, you just go for it now. Those goddamn bodies in that goddamn trunk. Main thing is to slow her down. Goddamn truck out there. Yep. All right. Well, I guess I can do this just fine. Uh, me and uh, that Bella ain't no friends. He's a. Uh, He's a he's a rascal at best, and the devil in chicken's feathers at worst. He called up my son and told him we ain't gonna have no contract with the government. Okay. And my son took that to mean we were going broke. And well, next thing I know, my son's in in tears and hysterics. And uh, well, I just. Uh, I need, I need, I need, I needed to find him and, uh, well, teach him a lesson. Oh, Mr. Wagoneer, you, you sound like you're from Tennessee. 
Huh. Well, I. It's uh, you're you're close. You're close. Uh, with that, it's supposed to be Texas, but sure, we'll go with Tennessee. That sounds mighty fine. Yep, Tennessee and Texas are very close. I can tell you because I, I yep. ride the rails yeah. practically right next to each other. They're practically. Oh, <laughs> yes. well, I said, uh, and I said, uh, uh, Mister Wagon here, uh, let me to take you upstairs, and I uh, uh, I could show you you, you Mister Papoulet if you if you would like, but. Uh, um, it's a pretty gr- gruesome sight in, in, inside the house at the moment. I've seen far worse in the war. Uh, I'm not doing this <laughs> at all. Well, uh, <clears throat> so uh, that's not a kind of you. But what I first would implore is you two to tell me what in God's name is going on here. There are bodies being dragged out. And uh, I, I don't take kindly to wanting murder in this quiet, sleepy town. And it said, well, Mr. Wagoneer, there's no time for that. There will be for very soon once we dispose of these uh, agents. And that needs to happen right away. So come inside right now yep, or the, uh, it's time to move, move on. Bro, we Is there anyone else bro- in the doodlebug with you? It's not a doodlebug. Definitely not the doodlebug. Oh. I don't know what you call your cause. This is not the doodlebug. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Right, well, what, while y'all take him in I, and kind of brief him on some of the happenings, we can swap back over to the doctor's office unless, uh, Chris, was there something that Boone wanted to do? Oh, I just wanted to say uh, we should hurry up with this. We don't know if uh, the cops might show up. And it's dawn. The sun's coming up. So, yeah, uh, time you know, is. I know we're far from town and you know, maybe no one heard the gunshots, but we don't know. Oh, and the last thing is to uh, uh, round up a few things which Mr. Baboon would uh, be good with is um, perhaps some petrol, some uh, bottles, and some rags, and something for igniting things. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Baboon, really quickly. For what it's worth, the only thing I would have uh, tried to pick up is I would have taken out my knife if we stumbled upon his body, and I would have tried to cut the, uh, the, uh, the, the chicken wing costume swing. Did you go in the house of Gore? I don't think we're you inside. You're inside yet. I think. No, I'm just co- saying that's 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 well, what I, I, I would be. Uh, was he wearing the costume? I thought he was still oh, dressed in that. I guess he wasn't. I guess white. I'm going to go get an arm. We can we can get back to this. Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're chopping off. Just Just because he made your kids cry, let's let's cut and come back to it. We're gonna get back to Sam. Sam needs some time to plan his dismemberment. Does he? Does he really? I really just wanted the costume bit in order to show my son that I. Anyways, we're good. Did you kill the man? I'm not gonna kill him. (laughs) He's already. I killed him, son. No one will make you cry again. I killed him twice, dead. Oh, maybe we'll find the costume like on the floor somewhere and make it make it easy. All right. Franny, Cully, Joe. Yeah, I, I assume Where's Franny's pretty drugged. Uh, up. Joe and Joe and Cully are sound asleep. Okay. Yeah, what? We were gonna rest. We were gonna But did let... we actually rest? We were talking to uh, Cully, Cully said, I, I'm gonna go. Okay. Cully was very adamant about. Yeah, I, I said I, I was going to go, and I I said I went right upstairs and. Okay. 
So, yeah, you know, we were interrupted by crazy man with the weapons. Um, you know, misogynist yeah. boy there. Yeah, the um, last thing I wrote down was that we were mm. talking to to Sam and uh, Boone took him outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I th- I think realistically, as soon as Franny can, she's going to try and get some sleep. Uh, you know, okay. she's been. Is the doctor still with on. us? I, she's probably within earshot. If you needed her, you could get her. No, I. Joe just wants to grab that piece of metal she stuck in Franny's wound because she thinks it's so weird that metal could clean a wound. She doesn't understand. Oh, she didn't use it to clean it. But she if, stuck if, it in and said, it's clean. It was like magic. So. <laughs> Joe doesn't know medicine. Makes perfect sense. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So she's not dumb, but she's not a doctor. Right. She's a teenager. All right. Fine. Uh, The there was a tray full of kind of things that Evelyn used in the process, or Doctor Gardner used Mm -hmm. in the process, and they're over by the sink. So you know, if you wanted to take the bloody metal rod out of there and pocket it you're welcome to um i'll just wipe it with i assume it's laying on a cloth or something don't shake your head rick like you think that's icky that's <laughs> what i just was finding amazingly absolutely it would, uh, it would be lo- it would be is- long enough to go through a torso mm-hmm. yeah but if, I, the- if i'm thinking i've seen it on like old-timey crime shows where they put it through the bullet hole to see yeah, to show the directionality it- of yeah the- yeah yeah but anyway, assuming yeah. the implements are laying on a surface with like a cloth yeah. or something, I'll wipe it. Otherwise, I'll just wipe it on the edge of the cloth on the bed where Franny is. I like the idea that you wipe it on the edge of the cloth of the bed. Let's go there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm just going to pocket it because it's a weird thing. It's a pocket rod it's to go a- with the pocket chicken. Oh. <laughs> pocket rod? At a- Phrasing, dude. No, I know, um, I know. I said it. <laughs> it was a mistake, and we'll just move right along. Uh, so, does Franny see this happen? Um, make a spot hidden roll. Okay. I mean, if it's if after she's kinda... asleep, then that you know, different deal. Whoa, um, that would be an eight. Mm. Whoa, well, then I guess you do. See, I I roll really well for the super important stuff. <laughs> I, was about to say. <laughs> I couldn't even say it. Uh, um, Check to see if the door is open. I got a one. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, all right, so I guess I do see it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe, what, 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 are you, what are you taking that for there, darling? She She put it in your wound and she said it was clean. I wondered. I wondered how it worked. That, that that is very interesting. I, I do not quite understand how she was able to determine that the wound was clean with that rod. So you know what? I, I think I approve of this thievery. Uh, <laughs> so just just make sure well, that thanks. she doesn't she doesn't see it because <laughs> I, I do I do want to check that out myself. Side note to the keeper: How long is the rod? <laughs> <laughs> the pocket uh, rod. Yeah. Chris had a good point. I would say probably it's it's got to be a good eight to ten inches. Okay. And uh, how? It's heavy. It feels <laughs> solid. It, it's solid metal, uh, and and shiny and rounded on both ends. What's this? 
diameter. And it would be it would be thin because it has to what? go through. What? What's the other word for diameter? Well, uh, Michael, Emily has another question. (laughs) It has very small diameter. So probably, you know, like a quarter of an inch. Okay. Uh, This this will be on Up Your RPG uh, next week. (laughs) Is it it curved on one end so that you could hit the G spot? Jesus. What? Uh, <laughs> what? That content uh, is too adult for this show. Implicit and explicit. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it was important it's to a- me to visualize this thing that I just stole. Yes. Straight pocket rod curved on each end, about a quarter of an inch in diameter. Wait, it is curved on each end? <laughs> How did you let that get into your head? Rounded. Rounded. Uh, Chris nailed it. Um, I wasn't sure about that joke, Chris. Now I am. That was the correct joke. Oh, Oh, yeah. Threw him right off. So I'm just going to slide it up my sleeve and uh, slide it up my sleeve to hide it. And then... I'm going to go upstairs and find Kali. I think maybe we should all sleep a little bit. I can barely keep my eyes open. I do want to just do a a quick, I'm not going to really move, but just move my head around the room because Franny is super curious about the brand of instruments that she noticed the last time she saw the doctor. So she really Mm -hmm. wants to see if there is any other reference to that same brand name in this office. Okay. Yeah. Make a spot and make another spot hidden then. All right. Yes. But we'll let you carry over. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Because you knew I was going to fail that. Yeah, probably. You wanted to give me the answer and you knew I was going to fail that one. Actually, it would be a lot easier if you failed it. But uh, as you look around and the brand name itself was, can can somebody give me a call back to it? Bosco? No, it was something about um No, that was the Rumsford. salesman in the Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um I think it was the Rumsford. Yeah, it was like Rumsford Dynamics or something. Yeah. Uh there's there's a machine off in the corner and it's tall and squarish and not necessarily looks like a cabinet but with some different kind of tubes and apparatus coming out of it. And it has that brand name kind of emblazoned right across the front of it. looks like a very kind of medically particular piece of equipment. And from your perspective, probably pretty pricey as well. The apparatus was called the Rumsford. We don't know if the company had a different name. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So yeah, Franny is going to be just sort of staring at that machine um, okay. uh, until she falls asleep. Okay. So, okay. So you kind of go off into your dreams. Uh, Joe, as you're laying there going to sleep in the dark, um, your thumb is just so painful and you realize that you've been picking at it through this whole kind of extravaganza of uh, turmoil through the night. And um, 
it's really tender now it's not at that point where like kind of earlier you'd push on it and the pain was just something that would attract you to kind of push on it a little bit more now and then you've actually kind of you can tell you've broken the skin at some point i bet that rod will fix it (laughs) if you if you spare the rod though you're going to spoil her so so really quickly joe how long between when so basically as soon as boone left i was going to head straight upstairs crawl into bed and go to sleep how long after that would you say it was until you got upstairs to go to sleep? Cause you said you were going to curl up in the bed next to me, right? Yeah. Probably just a few minutes because I just had the exchange. Okay. With Brandy so then I'm, I'm, the I'm probably not asleep yet. So mm-hmm. uh, keeper, would I notice the hand and the thumb and the picking? That would, well, I mean, it, it's, uh, I mean, I'm just going to add, if I feel that pain and realize I've been picking at it, I would probably look at it, like maybe apply some pressure and just be engaged. So would you notice my attention? Yeah. I mean, it's the lights are out, right? You, you had gone up first, right? Mm. Cully. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, you can roll for it certainly uh, to see if you, you notice as she's kind of doing this, but it's dark. And I I think it would probably be kind of difficult to pick up on what's going on. Mm. So I got a, a, I got it, but I got a regular success. Yeah, I would I would say in this scenario, then we'll just say no. It's something okay. that maybe you you notice the energy of Joe is off a little bit uh, from what you've seen normally. Okay. But so when I notice that your energy's off, at least I'm going to say, Joe, I I really think we just need to get some rest. There's too many things have happened, and we yeah. never got any yeah. real rest. And I just I feel like we're going to feel better. I just I need to get the memory of Richard and everything that happened and I need to find a way to deal with it. And I can't do that if I'm this exhausted. So if you can go to sleep too, I think it'll really help. Yeah, I'll try. I just, I don't know. My thumb is bleeding and maybe, I don't know, maybe the doctor can look at it in the morning. Okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Uh, We should probably just add for those not on video. One of our players has just been mauled (laughs) by a very excited puppy. Uh, oh, I missed sorry, it. Joe did not laugh in character. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, yeah so, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I just I can't. My brain won't stop spinning. I know. I think that's it happens to me, especially if I'm too tired. Why don't we just lie here and close our eyes and just see if you can sleep? And if you can't sleep, go ahead and wake me back up. I don't care. I won't wake you up. Go no, to sleep. No, no. Promise I'm going to go me. to sleep too. Promise me. If you I can't sh- sleep, you promise me you'll wake me. I don't want to do that. Joe, come on. Okay. Please, for me. I've worried about Richard and I lost him. I just need to know that you're okay. Okay. And I'll do the same for you. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. Going to sleep. Good night. All right. So. We'll put the whole kind of doctor's office to bed. That was kind of a really sweet scene there. And um, cut back to Rutherford Boone and Sam at the house. Q U three. Okay. Well, yes. Rutherford asked me to get um, Macon's for a Molotov. So uh, I will do that. 
Wait, what? It's a very weird uh, request. Yeah, Rutherford suggested I get uh, some oh, I missed bottles, that. some rags, and some kerosene or what have you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, he, he threw it out like very casually as, as if okay. it was like, hey, yeah. could oh, you go like grab normal. some sugar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm going to roll to see if any such things exist. I think, I mean, I'm going to say at Richard's house, it's going to be pretty easy to find alcohol okay. rags and a, a bottle. Like, that's not going to be difficult well, to make. I was gonna, I'm, I'm doing it really quickly because yeah. I'm concerned. And he also, he would, would have his, uh, his garage. He's a handy, handy fellow, and his car was a nice car. So he'd have extra things and living where he does he would keep extra he keeps extra petrol in his garage and would certainly have other things that might be uh, of use and so okay. there is well, well, if, uh, i'll check the garage uh, if you two want to uh, check things out in the house i'll also keep an eye out on the, the drive and uh, actually know if there's any trouble okay um so uh, you do that and then um yeah, Rutherford tells Mr. Wagoneer um, about the body upstairs and says, Did you, would you like me to do a, accompany you through the, the, the gruesome aspects of, of the house so you could see the body of Mr. Poulet? Well, hell yes. And so uh, Rutherford would, would take him in and through the, uh, the, the horrific kitchen, the, the, the bloodied, slippery stairs, watch your step, Mr. Wagoneer. You don't want to get... Can I just interject have... for a minute? I don't yeah. think he's upstairs. Richard's bedroom was on the main floor. Oh, it was on the main floor. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then yeah. I tell him you don't want to slip on anything and get whiplash. Mr. Wagoneer, and uh, we will uh, wander over to where his body is laying. Well, I've seen. I've, uh, well, 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 this is horrific. You know, it meets no uh, uh, level to what you would see in war, but uh, I've never seen it in such a, uh, a homely abode. Uh, this is uh, also me falling back into a very just, wrong. Just accident. keep, just keep going, Rick. Just keep just going with this. With keep it. going. Yeah, just, going. Just, just go. Diving straight through. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 uh, my lord, there's just too much here. Uh, wh- where's this body? I-, I need to see this uh, imbecile. And it, it's it's over by the the doorway into the the bedroom over there. Do not be just too disturbed, but and also be on the alert for for bu- uh, bugs. The, the large bug came out of his head uh, not too long ago. So keep keep in mind on that. It looked um, it looked a, a very a kind of rather large, disturbing beetle of some sorts came out of his mouth and head. Beetles crawling out of heads. It just makes no sense. And I'll uh, keep on down that hallway and uh, find myself up onto that uh, old bellows body. And I suppose I wouldn't know what he looks like. Uh, so I would uh, say, this is him. And I said, Over there, I need to attend to something outside, Mr. Wagoneer, and at the moment. And so Rutherford turns on his heel and, like he does and just heads out. And it's perfectly fine leaving Mr. Wagoneer there with his... Uh, and okay. Sam's alone where he didn't want to be alone. All right, so we'll take a we'll take a break right here as Sam kind of takes in the brain that exploded all over the room, the puddles of blood. There's at least four, right? There were the two intruders plus Bellow's own puddle of blood. 
uh, plus Rutherford's small puddle of leaking that happened for a while. Would so, there be a sanity uh, check for poor Mr. Wagoneer? You don't want him to go crazy. Well, he said he was a war veteran. Yeah, oh, but, but this, it could, this it might could, be trigger. Could, oh, PTSD. Yeah, it could be trigger. Sure. Let's, let's, oh. You know what? That's a great way to go into break. Could we have a sand roll <laughs> on our new character? 99. 99. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, it's a 20. That's fine. That's not much fun. Yeah. Nope. Boring. <laughs> son of a gun. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want another character that's going to get maimed and brutalized every episode and then maybe die five, five days from now? We can do that, too. I think we'll limit the teasing to whips and whens and <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, Rick, I will just say never ask a question that you don't want the answer to uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear an answer come I don't know That's if fair. you want it <laughs> alright let, let's take a little break and uh, we will see everybody on the other side we are back from break Michael back to you alright and with that we're looking in on Sam as he took everything and he passed his sand roll. And what do you do in this room? Well, I looked down there at uh, old Bella. Never knew him. <laughs> but no man deserves to be shot like this over, over what? All I did was come here to teach him a lesson. And he certainly learned one far too early. It's a shame. Yeah, I'll just like tip my hat and say, well, better luck next time there, chicken boy. And uh, I'll turn around. And I, at this point, I'm looking. And, and well, to clarify, he shit his pants, right, is what we yes. clarified. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I remember that part. I don't remember that. <laughs> How many more horrible things can we do to Bello post-mortem? <laughs> or Bello Poulet. Say, say what a. Bello Poulet. What an absolute show. <laughs> <laughs> you have you've you've just truly defiled yourself and uh and i still look inside the room and i see two more blood spots i presume from the bodies that were just loaded into the car and i would see the remains of richard uh uh, uh richard right he's covered with uh he's covered with a blanket yeah so sam sam's like what in the hell and he'll use the gun to sort of lift up the blanket end and sort of see the uh, exploded remains. And, oh my lord! Someone, someone got on the wrong end of a shotgun here, or something. And uh, what the hell is going on? And so I, 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 I have no idea what the hell is happening. There are apparently two dead agents. There's two dead bodies. This chicken man. I have no idea. So I'm gonna go back outside. With my like twelve gauge, and I'm just gonna look at the two of Boone and Rutherford, and I'm gonna say, "Now nah, I need you to real nice and slow, like, to explain." Are you, to are you aiming the twelve gauge at him? I am. What the hell is happening around this town? Because there's there's two two agents, U.S. agents, and that makes no sense to me. Well, we why don't they know. would come. And kill. We don't know that they're U.S. agents. They had no ID on them, nothing. But we can explain on the road. Uh, and I think, I, the cops might be here, you know, at any time. And I, as a, so I actually have to ask Boone this because this would once again Rutherford with his thing. It would he just go right over to Boone 
and go, the more important thing is here is, is, is Franny. And cause Rutherford doesn't know any of that. He says, there's, there's Franny Cully and, and oh, Joe. Yeah. Sorry, Rutherford. Uh, uh, Cully and Joe are fine. Uh, you know, a little, maybe a little stressed out from the whole situation. But when I left, uh, Cully was going to try to sleep and hopefully he'll feel a little bit better in the morning. Franny was injured. But again, when I left, uh, she was in stable condition. I think she'll she'll be fine. OK. And so Rutherford turns to Mr. Wagoneer and goes, Mr. Wagoneer, what, what, what is your your first name? Oh, my name is Sam. So, and your your full name, Rutherford Finger. And uh, so, the important thing here is our friend. So, you you have a truck that is uh, not known or is known about town and is okay. Would you be willing to go p- pick up our f- friends from the the doctor and bring them bring them back to a, a certain location? I can give you the address for. Um, we are going to be heading there uh, promptly. Um, and Mr. Boone, we need to vacate these premises in- immediately. Um, are you on board for he- helping us and coming with us, or are you going to be st- staying behind? Well, uh, I guess I got one question, and that is, there's a man with his head exploded in there and body parts all torn asunder, and I haven't seen anything like that since last week with one of my cows turned inside out. Mr. Wagner, please. Please, uh, uh, that is my, one of my best friends up there. He, he had an unfortunate uh, incident where uh, something with the, the, the pressure in the air or with, I don't know if there's a gravitational aspect, something went hor- horribly wrong and um, it, there was no weapon involved. Um, but we sh- shan't talk of, of his demise anymore. There's many people who are very distraught and specifically the young, young people that are back in the, the doctor's office with, with, mm. with Mr. Boone. Time's wasting. TikTok. TikTok. Wait, wait, wait. Rutherford, were... as you're saying this, mm-hmm. you you feel yourself standing alongside the road in different locations and uh, black cars, just like the ones of the agent cars, are racing oh. along it, uh, one behind the other. So Rutherford would pause for a moment to gather this. Same time of day, yeah. It, same time of day in this vision as mm-hmm. the one you're currently in, and you're, you're just you're feeling this intensity of it. So this all makes sense, and Rutherford would just interpret this and act, and says, and says, "Baboon, there's people coming at the moment. We are we're in desperate peril." That's what I was oh. afraid of. Let's hop in the car and uh, and I said, moose. "Mr. Wagoneer, go back to town to pick up our friends." And I tell him the address because we knew it. Um, yeah. And so I you tell him that, the address in Abiquiu. Yep. I tell him that address. 4500 oh, Modern Street. 4500. I knew that. And it's 4500 Modern 20, Street. 2500. 2500 Modern Street, Abiquiu. And, and, at, and, and I look at him and I, at once. Your life depends on it. And uh, Rutherford goes around to the driver's seat and implores Boone to enter the car. And which, will, direct, which direction are they coming from? And how the hell do you know this? And I said, uh, they are coming from most likely to town and, and the f- facility. There, there's only one way to this to this house. We need to back down the road and head out onto the road away from here. And I All said, right. but, you, but if you can pick, pick up our friends uh, back into town uh, and bring them to that 2500 Modern Street Abiquiu, 
uh, promptly. And I hop in the car and uh, take off. I, I, I say, I say to Boone, there No, <laughs> my God, you're giving the character and the player a heart attack. Go, we can right. talk. Well, I tell, I tell, <laughs> there's a box on the passenger seat. I told Baboon not to sit on it. I said, put, put that box on your lap. Okay. And I said, if you're, it's most curious. Well, as we're driving, we can open it and take a look. Okay. And he fires up the car, backs out of the driveway, and I guess the engine's humming. It's a beautiful car. Yeah, and, I, and I, we're gone. And we're going. <laughs> and, I, and I and I and I will have left. Boone's uh, like, you're really going to tempt the keeper to kill us. Jesus you're really going to end up in jail for life. Um, and I'll leave, and I'll take a a back road. Uh, some other some other way that's not the direction that he was talking to get back to town. Okay, who's driving the who's driving the agent's car, Rutherford or Boone? Uh, what's your driving ability there, Boone? Uh, pretty good. Let me see. Uh, no, who who jumped in? Y'all jumped in. It yeah, was urgent. He, yeah, who jumped dri- in? He's driving. Rutherford okay. had the keys. Yeah. Okay, you can either make a you can either make a driving roll then or a stealth roll. Oh, we'll be doing. Uh, Neither of them are great. <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. Uh, so cut back to the doctor's office and Sam, you're taking back roads to get to the doctor's office. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, uh, we'll, we'll cut back to there and then Rutherford and Boone, y'all are driving straight to Abiquiu. Is that the plan? Um, yeah, we're going That's to head. Uh, Rutherford wants to head away from Richards, take the road away from town. And if there's agents coming in his head and how they would go, um, but he's also going to, with the tire tracks, he wants to make it confusing. So he actually starts driving towards town. Um, if, the, if, if I'm not sure if these roads are paved or are they dirt roads. That's what he's curious about. Uh, once you get into town, they'll be paved. But are, Where know, Richard lives is, are they paved or dirt? Where, where Richard is, it's dirt. So that's what he's concerned about. So he wants to go to the end of his road where the left and right is. He wants to make a, a turn in the opposite direction that he's actually going. Uh, okay. Turn around, do a couple couple circles, and then head the correct way. Okay. All right, and then we'll cut over to the doctor's office. Sam, we'll we'll get you there. It takes yep. like 10, 15 minutes. Sure. Okay. And I'll hop on out, and I'll uh, head on in. And at this time, I mean, it hasn't been much more than maybe what? An hour or two, an hour at best. Yeah, not long. So everyone should is sleeping right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they didn't give me any other direction other than grab them and go. This is going to get really awkward. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll go up and I'll, <clears throat> yep, <clears throat> and I'll knock on the door. Kids, come on, we're going in my truck. <laughs> it's the- I thank you. Thank you for doing this. And woman who I just shushed had had to make it explicit. Uh, Sam, you, I mean, you, your character would have a different sense of urgency though, too. Uh, He would, he would. Yeah, you're right. Um, You know, Rutherford and Boone are now in a stolen car. They're in deep with the bodies in the back. 
Hey, wait. Didn't in the last game we played when we were in uh, the New England town, didn't we have bodies in the trunk with Lanny yeah. and Patty and all that? Yeah. Uh, actually, Chris the, drove two, away with the two of you. So I'm starting to notice a new theme. Instead of killing hobos, now we have bodies in the trunk. It's kind of a, a pattern. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so, Sam, I'll let you think about what you're going to do. Um, as y'all head out of town, Rutherford, Boone, make a spot hidden. Uh, 92. All right. Then y'all just keep on trucking towards Abiquiu. Um, I tell Boone to take a, take a gun and take some shots at, at a sign or a, a light post. No, I'm just <laughs> If you say there's a gun, then I'm going to take a gun and make sure it's loaded. Oh, there's there's more. Actually, I, I there's four guns and I hand him one of the agent's guns and some of the ammunition. That's well, you don't. You can keep driving. The whole bag's on the floor, and yeah. I'm sure that Boone, your curiosity, yeah. would probably get the better yeah. of you. And 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 Rutherford would point it out, and he says, "Yes, there, there's some there's some uh, weapons in there. They are of very fine quality. The agents had the best government issue weapons. Curiously, but better than government issue. I, I think they are of some sort of special force or something." You take a look and you okay. see. If well, you know I'm gonna that. I'm gonna take the guns and the ammo. Make sure to leave one for you. I'm gonna climb into the the back seat and keep a lookout through the uh, rear window uh, to see if we're being tailed. Okay, so with that 92 though, you get a little <laughs> bit distracted by this wooden box that he told you not to sit on, mm -hmm. and uh, your curiosity about it kind of takes over because as he's driving, you're kind of glancing out the black window, but you're really intrigued by kind of the detail. As you look at it, there appears to be some sort of inlay, but under the surface. And so this kind of clear topping over it, uh, the, the inlay looks quite intricate and, uh, and beautiful, but the box for all intents and purposes uh, is extremely heavy, mm. right? Even if it was a solid block of wood, it feels much heavier than a solid block of wood. And it's, um, but it doesn't appear to have any sort of opening. Okay. Mm. So I'm just kind of looking at it, uh, looking at the ends, looking at the sides, yeah. looking underneath. And that's what really distracts you from what you should have seen out the back window, explaining your 92. <laughs> Good job on the 92, though. I mean, it could have been a 96. <laughs> you could have fired flares yeah. out the back window. Or a 99. They're, they're in the back seat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, crap. All right. Uh, what do we want to do back at the doctor's office? Uh, Sam, oh, no. <clears throat> yep. Oh, so uh, and uh, Ellen, Dr. Gardner's assistant, uh, mm -hmm. kind of comes to the door and opens it and she says, oh, 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 Sam, uh, uh, come, come on back in. What's the well, chance think... she gets punched in the throat? <laughs> She's I'll take my hat off. I'll take my hat off and, and you know, show some respect. Okay. I say, yeah, Ellen, I, I, I don't know what's going on here. There seems to be a. Uh, uh, some it, sort of trouble over at the base and some sort of uh, cloak and dagger murders, uh, people's heads exploding, much like all that 
of those cattle. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. Are you are you okay, Sam? <sighs> Just rattling me a little bit, making me uh, think back of my time in the trenches. And uh, are are we safe, Sam? I I, I don't know. Uh, they said there's folks coming uh, to search for these folks, and I, I think it would be best if we get uh, this party out of this house. As you uh, as you're talking, right Ellen starts to get. Uh, I don't know if you would notice it or not, but she gets a little bit shaky, and she starts running to the windows. Not running so much as. Uh, let's say walking with an extreme purpose towards the windows and peeking outside of them, uh, making sure that nobody's out there as you're kind of rambling on about heads exploding and not being certain if you're safe. Ellen, what, what, what are you doing there, dear? I, I uh, uh, want to make sure you weren't followed. That's all. What do you know, dear? You seem uh, preoccupied about something. I, I don't I don't know anything, but I have a bad feeling. And when I have a bad feeling, it's not a good thing. Are you having a premonition? No, I, I just have a bad feeling about this. No. Well, uh, well, best. Why don't you take the nut off and go home? I'll, I'll find the doctor. Uh, yeah. You, you okay, Sam? Sorry. <laughs> so, no, uh, I, I mean, can you lead me to the doctor? Then you can, I don't know why I'm just, I'm just saying you can go home. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and she says uh, she she's in the back looking in on the patient. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, well, let me go take a look. Let me go take a look for her. At her, let me and talk so, to her. I don't know where oh, it is. This is going great. It's going great. Did he roll for awkwardness or is that a natural success? Does Sam have a crush on Ellen? Is that what this is? Did Rick just die? There he is. All right. It just so good. Words, words are lost. Uh, the the obligatorily explicitly awkward episode. There we go. All right. Uh, yeah, please, uh, please show me to her. So, <laughs> you know where she is. Okay. So I, I, the keepers already said you know where she is. You show me to her so I can look at her, but not in an awkward way. That's right. Oh, God. Oh, my Lord. Uh, well, all right. I'll, I'll make my way back to, to see the doctor. You're going to burst in? Demand to know what's happening. No, no hat, hat on my heart. I walk okay. in. Uh, it wouldn't surprise her. I mean, uh, Evelyn's been able to kind of hear what's going on. And uh, when you come in, she's just taking Franny's pulse and listening to her uh, heartbeat and, you know, just kind of checking some vitals at the moment. I see. So how, how's she doing, Doc? Um, Quite interesting, but I, I believe she'll do just fine. What can I do for you, Sam? Well, you know, I went out with that uh, homeless fella there, Boone. Back On to, a date? Uh, Richard's house. <laughs> that scientist up on the hill. And uh, I got to tell you, it was, uh, it was a horror show. Worse than some scenes I've had uh, oh. uh, in the trenches. Yeah, There were bodies, uh, at least a couple of agents. They talking about uh, Paul Richard there. 
was the chicken this... was the was the chicken man there? Oh, he was there, and he was uh, he was resting there forever. That's probably a good thing. Wow. Wow. I mean, I also have misgivings about the chicken man, but this seems a little over the top. Sam, there were dark things about the chicken man. You're telling me. Um, uh, Foreboding horrible things that many will never get to know. Maybe some comical, interesting backstory, but that's for another time. So, uh, yes, I agree. There's just something very unusual going on here. But I, I don't know if folks are safe. They said uh, there's, there's folks coming from the base looking for them. And uh, you don't want to get tied up here harboring them. Sam, you have to get these people out of here. Yeah, that's what I feared. <sighs> one, old, one, one more mission for old Sam. And what, so, what, uh, did, what, did, what did you drive here in? Uh, my, my truck. Okay. We'll fix her up a mattress. I'll have Ellen put a mattress in the back for uh, this patient. And uh, we'll have to keep her comfortable for the ride. You're going to have to drive very slow. Well, we can we can do that. We can do that. I need you to uh, avoid the bumpy path. Okay, I will avoid the, the bumpy path. The bumpy path? Is that what the doctor would say? The unpaved road, maybe? The Country road, no, the not bumpy path. <laughs> You're just dying oh, to make a third character for so this campaign, good. right? Yep. Maybe something with a northern accent this time might suit you yeah. better. Any other accent would be great. Yeah. Just don't, just don't go Canadian, okay? Let's keep it. Let's keep. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Maybe something yeah. more natural to you. Yeah, just a natural, Ooh. not even an accent. Even I could just yeah. do a yeah, yeah, yeah. A voice would be just wonderful. A, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. All yeah. right. So, uh, okay, fine. She would say, you know, that we need to avoid jolting her or any kind of harsh. Understood, ma'am. And I'll help Ellen uh, bring the mattress out get a sheet to put sort of over the top so, of the bed. I, I'm just yep. trying to, this is the actual doctor? Yeah. Who's doing this or the assistant? No, this is the doctor talking to okay. Sam. Okay. Um, and you, you probably at this point, you probably, you're not, you're not very comfortable. So though you might have some narcotics in your system. So if it's important to you, you can make a listen roll or if you just want to, Incorporated into your dreams, that's okay too. Um, yeah, no, it depends. I mean, it, you know, if Franny's awake, um, she would definitely have questions, um, but I'm okay with not. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I'll bring the car around behind the house so it's not visible. If that makes yeah. sense off, off yeah, the road. And you so will see a doodle bug parked there. I will see a doodle bug, and I'll go, I have no idea what kind of contraption this thing is, but it is clearly not yeah. an internal combustion engine. Yep, and you never got to see the, the chicken that's in it. No. But that would have been for Bella. Boy. Wow. Salt and wounds. All right, and so Ellen's working quite feverishly. Um, you, you'll notice she's 
really agitated and concerned about what's going on. Uh, Evelyn seems to kind of hold all of her composure as normal. Um, and Franny, they'll start waking you to, to move you. I don't think there's going to be any easy way to kind of move you without waking you some. What, what, what is going on? Uh, we're, we're moving you. Uh, we're going to, we're going to get you somewhere safer. Why, why are we not safe here? I'm afraid that y'all might've attracted too much attention. I'm not sure what happened at Richard's house, but it's, it's possibly more than I'm prepared to protect y'all from. Where are Joe and Cully? Uh, They're upstairs sleeping and uh, Ellen will go get them to ride with you. Oh, I'm happy to go pick him up and walk down with, with him. Where, where are Rutherford and Boone? You want to chime in there, Sam? Yeah, uh, sorry. I, 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 you were just doing such a great job there, Doc. Uh, Rutherford and Boone, uh, well, they took uh, one of them government agency cars. I, I, I'm government an agency car? car? What, what, what what are you I, whatever vehicle to? was at you, the property you all were staying on. And uh, they drove off, and they're going to meet me at this uh, Abacus spot. <clears throat> what Abacus spot is that? Uh, some sort of second, uh, I, you know, honestly, they did not tell me. They gave me an address and they drove off really quickly. It, what address? 2,500. 2500 modern I, I got it. I got it. Sam <laughs> Wagoneer has it. 2,500. Uh, 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 well, now I forgot. <laughs> Sam Wagoneer has it. <laughs> now, Franny, you, so you're you saying know all about this in address. front of the doctor. I do. Yeah. Oh, God, you put the doctor in jeopardy. Sam, you said all this right in front of the doctor? He doesn't know. I don't know. Yes, I did. <laughs> he's, he's just a, a simple just, rancher. He's just a dude. Well, now, with the wrong people. I heard the best, the best approach is to make sure everyone knows everything. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, Doc. Uh, doctor, do you, do you know this man? Well, I sort of gesture to Sam. Yeah. Yes, I do. And do you find him trustworthy? And I'm I'm looking at her face and trying to judge her reaction. Sure. And uh, she's very kind of straightforward about uh, she doesn't she doesn't. Uh, what am I trying to say? Polish anything here? She just yeah. says, "I I get it. I understand. He is a bit strange, but I I believe him to be an upstanding individual." Okay. I mean, to give you a perspective, so, my size is an 85. I mean, I'm just a very large. Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely yeah. very helpful in, in me trusting you. You're, you're enormous, <laughs> armed, and you shushed me. Yep. Yep. It's <laughs> great. Yep. Those are the three qualities that make me feel comfortable with somebody. Yeah, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question that's perfect is... perfect spooning material right there. <laughs> <laughs> It's typing I, perfect yeah. spooning material. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my as a, as a player, um, my intuition is that my character does not trust Sam. But I would. I'm wondering if I have any sort of mechanic intuition as to how Franny would feel about Sam. 
I mean, you could make a wisdom roll on this if you wanted to, and like, you know, kind of gauge. Yeah, I mean, I I do feel like I, I would like to make I, I would like to leave some of this to the dice. Um, sure, you know, there... with a little bit of. There's oh, is no wisdom, wisdom intelligence? Um, no, it's. Uh, oh, right. Where's my stand-in? No, y'all have. Um, there's edu. I mean, there's I don't pow. have wisdom. Yeah, no so wisdom. just use <clears throat> right, use intelligence. Okay. That's the stand in. Sorry. Okay, that is a normal success. Yeah, and so what I think you would gather then from that is that uh at, at least you know Evelyn's reputation, mm-hmm. right? Having worked mm-hmm. on the base, she being kind of a go to doctor for the town, uh, and her having a rather upstanding reputation is that if she's willing to vouch for him even in his awkwardness um, that he probably is okay, but it doesn't, doesn't necessarily need to make you more comfortable about it. Just that you're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That All you're right. willing to go with. Them. That's fair. Plus you, uh, you're on the base. So you've eaten at the, uh, the cafeteria. So, I mean, you would have eaten Sam's meat, right? Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You might have but seen him don't... on the base. Or... <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's true. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily know the farm that provides the meat that you eat in the yeah, cafeteria. That's, true. that's, that's true. a lot of steps. But Sam that's could true. throw that out there, right? But if I mean, it's that a small, wouldn't... but I'm saying if it's a small It's town, a small town. You would know that the Wagoneer Farms has plenty of cattle. Wagoneer Farms? <clears throat> Again, doesn't Wagoneer help. Farms. Yeah. Have lots of cattle, tall, armed, and shushed me. I think Evelyn's probably Evelyn vouching for him is probably going to be your that would best. Help. That would help. And no, you know, she obviously has some background with the family having treated the son before mm-hmm. or knows the family. So I, I, I think that you'll. Okay. All right. Uh, and I visually, I did not describe Sam, but you should know that he has a large scar on the left side of his face. That's oh, like scars burn, definitely help. Yep. Burn that, that wound helps, that goes from the left jaw oh, and cheek down his neck, down the entire left arm. Oh. So anytime in his wow. head, does he have bolts fact, coming out of his neck? <laughs> it looks a little like. Um, I'll show you here in a second. You guys can keep going. Um, yeah, you don't have to show us. I'm, I'm good not seeing. <laughs> um, so. Again, didn't have to see it. You're the literal worst. Yep. Absolute worst. All right. So Franny's on board. Okay. Grudgingly. Yes. Grudgingly and with much suspicion, um, keeping an eye on as much as possible, looking for creepy signs. So while they're they're kind of moving you that way and Evelyn's staying with you, um, she does sense your reservations. Mm-hmm. Double check on that, but she does. And she doesn't have the, the best bedside manner, but she's at least willing to like hang around while Ellen's grabbing the children. Mm-hmm. Sorry, kids. And so Joe and Cully, um, you wake up to this really agitated and, and not like angrily agitated, just like nervous energy kind of agitated assistant of Evelyn's. Um, waking you up and, and she's saying, kids, uh, kids, you gotta, you gotta wake up. You, 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 you really need to get out of here. I need you. I need y'all. Y- y'all need to get out of here for your own sake. What, what the, is it? Is it Franny? No, no. Franny's okay. They, Franny they've, okay? They've, they've moved her to the truck. Y'all, y'all have to leave here now. Oh, the, they're after who's, you. 
They're coming Who? after you. You need to leave. Who? You need to leave now. Like right now. You need to. And and so obviously, like she panics, y'all. Yeah. Uh, is my thumb still bleeding? Or did I mean, it like clot? And- yeah, no, it clotted. Okay. It's not like it's not like it's gushing blood. I just mean like you picked it enough that like some of it dried on there and stuff. Okay. Well, Kali, I don't know who's after us, but I, who's wait, Ellen? Whose truck? Whose truck? We don't, didn't have a truck. Need to, you need to. You need to go. Where's you, Where's Boone? You're gonna go with Sam. He's he's one of the local ranchers. You're you're gonna be fine, but. You, you really need to get out of here like now. They're, I, All right, Joe. I, I, they're, they're after you. Joe, let's go find. Let's okay, go let's find get, Franny. Let's get out. Well, yeah, we'll talk to Franny. We can go. All right. So start heading down the stairs. And she said outside. Yeah. So when you mm-hmm. go downstairs, um, she's like she's motioning you. She's like throwing your stuff in your hands, like pulling you out of bed. Um She's really elevated both of your anxiety, right? It's even making it like more difficult for you to kind of think straight. You're exhausted and she's pulling you down the stairs and basically kind of leading you out to the truck. And, um, you know, she's pulling you forward going, here, here they are. Here they are. They, 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 they can all go now. Well, while that Where was happening. Going? Sorry, oh, sorry. Whoa, now. Now. Whoa, now. Whoa, now. You all need to settle down. There was a lot of, lot, a lot happened back there at that house of Mister Fine Richards' uh, words, and uh, your your friends uh, were worried that people were coming to harm you, and they asked me to come uh, pick you all up and take you to uh, some location up in Abiquiu. I can't, I, I can't just go to Abiquiu. I need a disguise or something. Uh, Doc, do you got anything go. you can throw on this? I, 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 we do not have time, Miss. I can't. I can't just go to Abiquiu. You don't understand, Miss. I may I not understand, but I understand that there may be harm coming to your two, these two, you, you two children, and the infirmed lady in the back. Uh, not out there yet, for what it's worth. <laughs> oh, I thought oh, they that, put you. I thought we should. They were bringing you out to the man. Nope. Before I leave, you guys. So the the assistant went upstairs. I was still in the room, and there was something I wanted to do before we go. Oh, okay. Before we move. Yeah. What do you want to do? Um. So it's just me and the doctor, right? Uh, you could ask Sam to step out. Sure. Yeah, I I want to look to see if there's any like any sharp instruments, scalpel, anything that that I could pocket on the way out. Are you asking or are you stealing? Um, I, I want to first do a, a, like a look around to see if there's anything. I mean, sure there are, right? She's a doctor. She just got to like perform minor surgery on you. Right, so I'm, I'm going to ask. And, you know, if I see one that looks, you know, attractive and within reach, I'm just going to say, do you mind if I, uh, and I'm just going to sort of point at it as if, uh, you know, can I take that? Yeah. And she, she looks at you kind of with a, uncharacteristic understanding okay right and uh she doesn't say anything she just kind of nods her head and helps you walk over and lets you pick up uh the shape that you want okay and then there's like a variety of shapes okay. of scalpels i'll grab one that looks the most self-defensey 
Okay. <laughs> I believe you said it was the most attractive, and I don't know what an attractive scalpel is. Oh, yeah, you do. Okay. It's got extra curves. <laughs> the, the one that most attractive to her needs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, so, you'll, you'll, so then we'll schlep you out to the car. I don't know why Sam became a, a Long Island Jewish. Guy. You know, anyway, so go. We'll schlep oh, I still you out. can't go to Abiquiu. All right, Joe. We'll get you dressed on something. All right. So what is, what is no, 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 no. So we'll we'll get you covered. Uh, I'll ask the doc. Doc, is this something we can do to help calm down this young lass? Uh, and and Ellen's just beside herself at this point. She's tried to contain it so long, and she's just like. Y'all need to leave. Y'all need to go right now. I I have a terrible, terrible feeling about y'all need to leave. Go. Which doesn't help you. Well, no, I, I, I just I can't I can't go unless I prepare. I just I'll just go back to the store and I just turn around and I just off. I just pick her up and I throw her. In I the ran car. off. Oh, my God. Uh, if Emily, you run, I'm Emily running. Rolls with... a new okay, wait, wait, wait. Joe's <laughs> turning to Joe's turning and running. Sam, are you chasing after her? So it's not. Do I notice what? her turning and running first, really quickly? Well, I mean, she's running. Like uh, nobody's after I mean, you. I'm yeah. yelling, and then yeah. I'm running. So as soon as you do that, I'm gonna start going after you, and I'm gonna say, Joe, come back. I can't go there yet. I Joe, can't we'll, go there now. We'll, we'll, I don't we'll even know you. this guy. Well, but Boone said to trust him. Oh, I'll slow down. Collie, I'll go back to the store. I don't, I can't, at least I could get my stuff. I can't go, I can't go back without, they can't see me. I just, it won't work. If we go back to the store, can we get stuff to disguise you? Yeah, sure. All right, can you wait one second and let me go talk to Sam? Just one. All right, so I'm going to go back and say, Sam, Franny, Joe needs to go back to the store. She needs to get her stuff. If you guys have to go without us, what store are you talking about? We'll survive on our own, but we want to make sure Franny's okay and we want to chicken on Boone. So if you can, you need to go with us and we need to go. He did say chicken on Boone. He did say chicken on Boone. Uh, so we're, we're, <laughs> listen, I'll tell her whatever she needs, but apparently we need to get going because Ellen's got some um, bad vibes about us staying. And as y'all are debating this, you hear the front door kind of close. We need to get going right now. And I'll, Sam, I'll, yeah, Sam and Cully hear the front. Yeah, okay. Yep. That's it. Joe, they, they may be here already. We need to get going right now, Joe. Your life could be in danger. Joe, can you get in the car and we'll go to Joe's the store? Joe's gone. The front, the front door was Joe leaving. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, so I ran through the house? Yeah. Oh. She said she I didn't me, run through the house. I ran off like I was going to go to the store. <clears throat> like I was just going to go there on foot. Right. Yeah. You ran out the front door of the place. I had no idea we were in the house. Oh, I was sorry. envisioning I this all happening by the truck. Yeah, I thought we were yeah. outside. Yeah. I was picturing okay. it outside too. All right, that's fine. <laughs> then you didn't hear any door close. You just turn around okay. and Joe's you gone. You hear footsteps. 
Yeah, I thought it was Ellen. Like I'm in the door. wrong. The keeper's in the wrong spot. Y'all are in All the right, right spot. When I'm I in see the wrong that, spot. So when I see that Joe is gone, I'm gonna say, Franny, I'll be back for you, and then I'm gonna run after Joe. Okay. Yeah. I, I am not leaving without those kids. Oh God, Sam, you got yourself. We split the party. Jeez. So Sam's gonna start the car up, and he's gonna start barreling down after Cully. And oh, like God. pull up oh, next to him and say, son, get in the goddamn truck. <laughs> so did you leave Franny behind? No, Franny, we shot her in the back. Okay. She's on a mattress in the back of the truck as far as no, I know. No, we didn't get that far. Yeah. I, I, Are, oh. How many times uh, did Franny's I not slept? getting in the car with this man without those kids. Oh, uh, oh I took <laughs> notes wrong. <laughs> Sam Wagoneer is going back to his modest, humble yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> we need a, we need a visual for everything way. that's trying to. This is the most. We can manage oh, combat, no. but trying to get Franny and Joe and Cully into a truck with Sam, <laughs> like we need a visual. Uh, Miss Franny, I, I, I don't know what I did to offend you, but right now, apparently, uh, everyone's lives could be in danger. Well, I'm I don't know. Run, to... Running into a medical institution armed and then shushing people um, while gesturing violently and yelling about um, getting revenge on some man because your child thinks he's not getting a bicycle uh, <laughs> is what you did. And I am not getting into a car with you and leaving these children behind. I don't know you. Just, just, yeah, I, just I, don't, I don't go with him. Just, just, just get out of here. Go. I don't. Have to. And oh. and Evelyn like turns and says, I, I, "All right, Ellen. I, Ellen, I, I, I'm going to take you back inside." And so she takes. Uh, she tries to get Ellen to go back inside, and Ellen's screaming at y'all. Um about how upset she is. So Franny is just going to begin hobbling down the sidewalk uh, in the direction that uh, Cully and Joe went. Not for nothing, but Franny would know where the store is, right? You've heard us talk sure. about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yep. There's no big surprise. It's to this. just yep. the general store. I Everybody don't know knows the store. general store. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? Oh, you, we just said the store. Okay, that's You good. just said the mm-hmm. store. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll get in my car and I guess I'll just go down that direction and see if I can get them. Jesus Christ. Fran- steal a bicycle and head back home. <laughs> yeah, Franny, not for nothing, but you need to make a con roll at uh, disadvantage here. Yep, fair. As you hobble down. I think I failed the first so, one. My one question is uh, that uh, newspaper article that had a uh, story about there, three, yep. there was a description of three people. Which, yes. of, the, which of these people uh, in this Joe, group right now? Joe, one of was, Joe was the third. It would be the Joe, yeah. Yeah. It was Boone, Joe, and Bello. The descriptions for the descriptions for Joe and Boone were pretty light, though. If you remember in the paper, yeah. they, they even made comment that. Um, and so, Franny, you're you're walking, and that's fine. But um, you you feel the bandages around your abdomen uh, get wet pretty quickly, mm-hmm. right? As as blood starts to soak into them. So the other thing was, would Franny? The newspaper article, Franny, you you heard the newspaper article, right? No, no, no it hit me you in did. the chest. I never opened it. Rutherford, you're the only one that knows what's in the uh, newspaper article. Okay, that's what I was thinking because Franny knew that Joe would and, be looked for. Okay. And Sam, Sam, Sam stopped by the base to figure out. He yeah, was looking for Bello. So Sam, Sam's aware. 
of the article? No, yeah, you didn't read the paper, Sam. The, no, the paper got not. delivered yeah. as you were walking out the door. That's with, fair. With yep. Boone, uh, yep. what you did see was you you just saw like kind of the all the destruction on the base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what Rutherford was thinking. I mean, that article had in it, uh, you know, descriptions and you know, knowing that they were there, that they were being in incredible yeah. peril. Okay. So do I do I do I pull up on Franny? But you don't you tell me. Yeah, so a pull up Franny would be the slow hobbly one. Okay. <clears throat> Franny, you're you're kind of at this realization, right, that you know you're not gonna make it very far like this. Hold on. I'm gonna roll for it. Okay. Ma'am, you're trailing your intestines here in about five minutes, so I would implore you to get in the back of that vehicle. Sam does not have a way with words. Yeah. Nope. Oh my goodness. Uh, Franny's just gonna find a place and sit down. Okay. Uh, and that would be probably against the side of the building. Yep. Okay. And I'll keep right. going. I'm just gonna keep my. I'm just gonna. If I, I'm like so. Really quickly, have I caught up? Because I wasn't that far behind Joe. Um, Joe, are you walking or running? Uh, if I'm far enough away that I feel like I'm not chased by anyone but Kali, because I don't mind Kali, right. I will walk and let him catch up. And I'm I saying, just wanted to get away from the building. I'm not, I'm not screaming at the top of my lungs, yeah. but I'm doing that sort of like, Joe, Joe, that kind of. Yeah, then, then you see her and you can catch up. But uh, yeah. I mean, Sam's truck's not that far behind you. Right. I mean, it's like none of this took very long. Y'all, y'all didn't get that far. So you can hear. Are his we truck at coming. least uh, around a building that I could duck behind? Make a stealth roll. Okay. I would prefer to duck with Cully to like let him know where I'm going rather than just disappear. I'm not trying to get away from Cully. I got this, it. Regular this is going success. Great. Wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> we just came a giant hide and seek from each other. All right. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's another, there's a, a, another building kind of down the way, probably a barn or something like that, um, that you're able to run to with Cully right off the side of the road and duck behind. Oh, boy. Can I do a okay. tracking roll? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Go so, for yeah, it. You probably have to track uh, missing cows all the time. Yeah, uh, regular success. All right. And, and so I, maybe we'll just say your intuition, you, you don't see the kids. It hasn't been that long. And you you see a barn not too far off the road. And you're just kind of, your gut says that's probably the direction they headed. Okay. Well, I guess I'll pull up pull up to the barn. Uh, with, I turn my headlights off and I'll, and I'll pull up next to the barn and I'll get out. And I'll say, kids, are you out here? I'm just trying to follow instructions from Rutherford. Uh, we can take you to whatever store you need, but we, we uh, I, I, I cannot leave a couple of defenseless children out here. Make a persuade roll. Oh, boy. Oh, hold on. What was this? This was a, oh. Oh, yeah, no. No, he's not good at persuading anybody. Okay. Apparently, you, had your, you had your gun out while you were trying to <laughs> wave it around. Kids, kids, kids. <laughs> For what it's worth, hearing him say that he would take us to the store or wherever we needed to go 
would register. Okay. And also the fact that he said Rutherford's name, which we hadn't Mm -hmm. actually said before this, would Mm -hmm. tell me that he'd actually maybe talk to Boone. So I was trying to trust him before. When I was saying Richard's house this whole time. What does that have to do with anything? But they were asleep, too. Don't forget. But the fact that we you're saying Rutherford's name is just maybe another indication. So I say, Joe, it's up to you. I want you to feel okay. But maybe if he takes us to the store, we get you a disguise. He'll get us back to see Rutherford and Boone. Yeah. If if we can go to the store, I can get my things. I can disguise myself. You just you know what happened there. And you know why I can't go back. I know, I know. But if we go back, we can also make sure Franny's okay. I'm worried about her. I know that she would have worried about us. Am I just standing there listening to this discussion? No, you're just, you're probably just waiting on your fate to be decided. All right. So should we leave it hanging right there? You two discussing what you do? I was going to say, I think if you're okay, we can say, yeah, let's go back. So if we can go and say, I want to say, to Sam, Sam, we're going to give you a chance, but you can't just expect us to trust you fully right away. But if you can get us with Franny and we can pick up a disguise and then we can you can get us safely to Spoon and Rutherford, it would be an, an incredible thing. Spoon and Rutherford? Yeah, that Boom. was that was Freudian. Are these intentional <laughs> men at this point? I said Boone. You no, said, you said Spoon. No. Oh, Spoon and Rutherford. I thought I said I, I meant to say, oh, you know, and you had an earlier chicken. I don't know. What's oh, going yeah. On. yeah. <laughs> Do you smell toast? I don't um, know. So, oh, no. I think it's my toe. Sam, <laughs> I know you don't know me, but you just have to trust that I cannot go there as myself. And if you need to take us there, I need to go to the store. Kids, I'm just trying to do a favor. And there's four dead bodies at this house. I don't know you from Adam. I'm just saying you just look defenseless and there's people coming to kill you. That's you what I heard. You take us to the store. We'll get in the goddamn car so we can get going. <laughs> well, he's really good at talking with kids. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, you're not making this easy. Right? Sam, make an intelligence roll. Every step. Uh, yeah, uh, that is a... You know what? I'll burn three luck to make it a hard success. Okay, and so I think what you can say to them is you can you could really impress your friend is back there bleeding because she won't get in the car unless y'all are in the car. So I think you can play that card on the kids, and I think that will get Cully. That's why I said the word spoon because you're spoon feeding. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta realize this is an army guy, Uh, kids. I don't know who you're with. But he has this, a kid. This feisty lady. Uh, but she's she's bleeding out on the trail more than a stuck pig. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, she, she ain't got more than maybe uh, 10 minutes if we don't get her propped up here in the car, bandaged back up and uh, get on going. You're saying Franny is dying? She's dying? <laughs> <laughs> got 10 minutes. The doctor said she was getting better. <laughs> yep, got to go. Get in the goddamn car. <laughs> Uh, All right, I don't know what's going that, on, but uh, I'm not getting in the tr- truck with you. Uh, <laughs> Rick, you just keep ruining it. <laughs> Why would she be dying again? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you. if Joe rolled on that, she would know you were lying. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's it. It's over. <laughs> Quick punch her. It's over. Don't let Adam <laughs> talk again. Okay, Keeper, can I roll on that? Because that claim was totally unnecessary. He could have just said she's bleeding again, period. Full stop. And that would have been like, oh no, Franny. But she's bleeding. She's got out. 10 she's minutes only got to 10 live. Minutes? What the fuck? Uh, so we, know, we know Rick is an embellisher. Uh-huh. You're improvising. Well, then embellish it's a little. Bite him in the ass. C- can I? Can I roll something on you... that ridiculous embellishment? Sure. I'll, I'll notice that you're all tired. Nobody slept. Um, everybody's pretty like high emotion right now. But uh, sure. What do you? What do you? I don't know. Were we using intelligence for wisdom? I think you need a. I think you need a psychology role on this to a check on his lying. Psychology role. Yeah. I don't even know. Oh shit! <laughs> Are you sure it's not intelligence? Can, can he yeah. just say, "Oh, I misspoke. By dying, I meant thriving." thriving in yeah i failed not a critical fail but definitely a fail okay then i think i think then we'll end right here with uh oh we lost we lost scott (laughs) well this is then we'll end right here on that cliffhanger of uh sam saying how awful or how close to dying franny is and you basically uh buying into it because because you're tired, you're exhausted, and uh, really overwhelmed at the moment. Okay. Whoa. Sorry, hit it twice. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, wow. Don't forget, please check out our other show, Up Your RPG, wherever you get your podcasts. And between now and next time, you can find us online at underthelibrary.com. All our social media stuff is there. I'm not going to read it right now. Um, So for me, for Emily, for Scott, Chris, Rick, Wayne, and Michael. Michael wants something. Oh, wait. Michael wants something. What do you want, Michael? Oh, he's just waving. Yeah, just waving. Just waving. All right. Oh, you were waving so much. It was a vigorous wave. Because he doesn't look at... I'm sorry. It was a vigorous wave. It's very confusing. Scott's back just in time for us to say good night. And we will see you next time. Watch. That means we're going to fucking get there and I'm going to look like a dumbass. Oh, wait. I already do. Uh, this is definitely not a Texan accent. Would you like me to help you out? Yeah, just a little bit. No, what are you? You're like mutilating it. <laughs> My God. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I got it. Yeah. What? What? How? What's? Uh, shit. What does it sound like? Oh, you want me to be your voice coach now? Oh my gosh. I finally realized what he was doing there. Well, now that that's over.